Hi, I'm Rebecca. I am a menopause coach, a nutritional therapist, and a qualified personal trainer. And this is the Menopreneur Podcast. I created this podcast to help educate and empower fabulous midlife women through their menopause and beyond so they can thrive on the other side. Studies have shown that women who knew what to expect during their menopause had a much better experience than those women who knew nothing. So let's get started with today's episode. Hello, hello. We are here today to look at sweet dreams and how to deal with sleep issues during our menopause and our perimenopause. So the first question is, why is our sleep affected by our declining hormones? And sleep issues are really common. They're one of the most common symptoms that affect women with 39 to 47% of perimenopausal women and 35 to 60% of postmenopausal women saying that, that sleep disruption is a big issue for them. And the reasons for this is that our sleep-wake cycle changes as we age it loses its consistency we begin to feel tired earlier but we also wake earlier in the morning so that leads to less sleep overall and our sleep quality and quantity are also affected by our by changes in our endocrine by our hormone um, that goes on during our menopause transition and as always, the major culprit in this is our oestrogen. You know, we have oestrogen receptors on nearly every cell in our body, and it plays a major role in the metabolism of serotonin. And serotonin is our is a feel good hormone, but also um, and and also that affects our sleep wake cycle and the neuro, neurotransmitter serotonin is a neurotransmitter along with melatonin, and also estrogen keeps our body temperature low at night, which helps us sleep. So if if for instance during um, when you you've your normal period cycle you might find that you have your you feel hotter during your during certain points of your cycle and that will be because of those of the, of the changes in your hormones of your estrogen level your progesterone level that will be why you have changes in your temperature and you might find that even if you're in your sort of 20s and 30s you might find that you're getting that sleep disruption because you you feel hot during the night 
Um, estrogen also has antidepressant qualities about it. And, you know, so all of these things go poor mood, lower quality sleep, you know, those higher body temperatures. And also there are other factors in this as well. During menopause, sleep complaints are often accompanied by depression and anxiety, which then worsen our, our sleep. And also the lack of sleep can contribute to anxiety and depression. So it, it's, it's a bit of a vicious cycle. You, you could also have things like, um, we, you know, when we go through our perimenopause and our menopause, we are at a point where we're, we're called the sandwich generation. We'll have, we could have, you know, women are having children later in life so you might still have teenagers at home but then you've also got the added the added stress of dealing with aging parents so you're sandwiched in the middle of teenagers and aging parents so that's also another factor also if you're taking medications that can affect your sleep things like other symptoms of menopause that can affect your sleep things like joint pain um bladder issues so one of the other symptoms that we get is is that increased feeling of what's called urgent continence where you need to go to the toilet more often and that can also happen i think it's called noctura um where you need to go during that i mean i've always got up at least once if i if i go through the night without having to get up to pee that's I've obviously basically slept like I'm dead um so that's not unusual for me because I drink a lot of water um so that's not unusual for me but for a lot of a lot of women that is unusual for them to have to start getting up in the middle of the night to go to sleep so those things can also interfere with our sleep and there were, as I said, there. Were, it's not just about our estrogen levels. It's also if you're highly stressed and you have too much and you're producing too much cortisol. So cortisol and melatonin, which is a neurotransmitter, melatonin is the thing that helps us, tells us to sleep. So they work together. And what happens is cortisol spikes early in the morning, which is the thing that wakes you up. And as the day goes on, your cortisol levels drop. And then as the evening progresses, your melatonin levels increase to make you sleepy. So if you have too much stress and your cortisol levels remain too high, that means that your your melatonin isn't you're not got that nice cycle. Your your cortisol levels are going to interfere with your melatonin, which is the thing that helps you sleep. So reducing your stress is really important. I know it's the two things I bang on about reducing stress and gut health. What can I say? So another big issue is um, night sweats. So we quite often women will get either and hot sweats and hot flushes. I never had hot flushes, but I did suffer before I went on to HRT. I did suffer from night sweats. And that will literally be your wake up and you you will either wake up and already be drenched or you will wake up in my case i would wake up and i would literally feel the sweat and the heat go up my spine 
and that can last anything, you know, it can be as short as 30 seconds, which they were for me, or they could last five minutes. And it's not uncommon for women to literally have to get up and change their bedclothes and their bedding because of night sweats, which are obviously then going to disrupt your sleep. Um, and, and what happens there is, you know, prior to that, your your body temperature rises and and you get that um, increased blood flow to your face and that and just that heating sensation is the thing that wakes you up um and also they're quite because of the way they work they're quite energizing <laughs> so you can then have trouble getting back to sleep afterwards so you know hot, hot flushes on you know or nice weights are not something you know to be laughed at or or not taken seriously because they can seriously affect your sleep other factors that can be in cause here are you know external factors um we're all guilty of the scroll um and that blue light that we get from our phones and our devices can affect our sleep cycle um and let's face it we've all done it binging on the latest netflix series oh, just one more before bed. Um, diet can play a big issue in your sleep. <clears throat> Eating too much sugary and things like chocolate, um, drinking caffeine, you know, those things can keep you um, a bit hyped up so that you your, your body's not settling down. Eating too late can also have that effect. Um, some people, you know, are quite sensitive to preservatives and colourings and things in food, so avoiding those. So there, and there are several things to, you know, foods to avoid. So alcohol. Now, while alcohol, if you've had a good drink, might make you fall to sleep quite quickly, it will also have you waking up, and then the the, you know, it will be poor sleep quality and. Um, you know, you, you could, again, it could also make you want to get up and pee. So alcohol, um, not always, like I say, it might help you fall to sleep initially, but it will it will disrupt your sleep and you the, the sleep you get will be of bad quality. Excess salty foods, um, because your kid obviously your kidneys have to work to get rid of that excess salt, which means that you find yourself going up and peeing again because your kidneys are having to work to get rid of that salty food. Sugary um, sodas and things like that, you know, like Coca-Cola, Pepsi's, those types of things, tea, coffee, those those things that have got caffeine in them. And again, so it's not just the sugar and the caffeine content of that, it's the fact that your kidneys also have to deal with that. Um, spicy and greasy foods, they can cause things like heartburn um, or acid reflux, so that can keep you up. But there are things that you can eat. Um, magnesium is really good for you overall during menopause. It's a really good, um, you can take magnesium supplements, you can eat foods that have um, contain magnesium, things like almonds, black beans, salmon, dark, dark green leafies, and whole grains, those all contain magnesium. But you can also do things like um, put magnesium in um, a, a warm bath to help you sleep. Um, and it's, magnesium is, is really vital for things like our nerve function. And also, 
with regards to sleep, it helps with muscle relaxation. So, you know, if you're if you're tense, trying to go to sleep, that's not going to work. So, again, taking a bath with magnesium will be really, really helpful. Um, whole grains, um, again, those complex carbohydrates will help to promote sleep. And they can also um, stimulate serotonin in the brain. So that's a good one. Um, yogurt contains calcium. And um, again, that can also help with muscle relaxation and melatonin production. And also along the same lines, things like low-fat cheeses, although, you know, is it, is it cheese that gives you nightmares? Is, is it said that if you eat cheese before bed, it gives you nightmares? Hmm, might avoid that one. Um, and things like, you know, like a whole grain pasta or something um, will also help you sleep. So as I've spoken about serotonin, and serotonin stimulates part of the brain that controls sleeping and waking. So it, it's, it's also important for things like mood and anxiety levels. And again, you know, I'm going to say it, gut health. Good gut health means that you will produce those neurotransmitters like serotonin and melatonin because they're produced and stored in your gut. So you need good gut health for that. But then there are foods that you can... Um, consume because they contain something called tryptophan and tryptophan is a precursor to serotonin so if you want to produce serotonin eating foods that are high in tryptophan so that's things like turkey and poultry chicken um, nuts and seeds salmon is a really good source of tryptophan and like we said there you know dairy that's why you know drinking milk also helps um, with you know having a warm milky drink before bed can help you sleep so there are strategies you can do to help your sleep cycle um let's say reducing the amount of um, blue light and things that are stimulating your brain prior to going to bed reducing stress again so that you're not getting you know you're not interfering that those cortisol levels aren't remaining high um during the evening meditation you know those things meditation maybe a little bit of yoga you could do um and in the same way as you might have a morning routine you could have a bedtime routine that involves some breath work some meditation some stretching there are actually very specific stretches that you can do prior to bed um that help you um i think one of them is where i'm not sure, really sure how it's a, a yoga pose but basically you pop your legs up, up a wall apparently um although that can be quite good i do that in the night if i wake up and i get restless legs i actually i don't put them up a wall i literally just put my feet up um so that they're they're basically parallel with the ceiling um and that does actually help with restless legs well it does for me anyway so supplements so as we talk about magnesium supplements you can have a warm bath um a warm bath with magnesium maybe some essential oils you could make a sleep spray if you want to know the um the, having good essential oils is really important so if you want to know anything about what i use there just message me so there are lots of things that you can do to help with your to get a good sleep cycle um, and help you during your menopause and your perimenopause um, as i say this symptom is one of the ones that tends to rear its head fairly early 
for a lot of women. I used to get this when I was training. A lot of women would say that their sleep cycle was they weren't sleeping properly, um, and it, it has you know big effects on 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 everything. Um, not just that you're tired, but also it can affect your cognitive function. It can affect your appetite. It can affect your mood. So you know, making sure that you have a good sleep routine is really important. Feel free to message me with any questions. Have a great week and I will see you next time. So I hope you enjoyed that episode and found it informative. To make sure you get notified of new episodes, be sure to subscribe and follow from your favourite podcast app if you want to contact me you can email me on rebecca at the empoweredmenopause.com until next time